Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Like, wow, I just tried to stabilize my spark and I got all this insider trading information about buying NVIDIA stock or whatever, <laughs> Lore Boys here with more of your favorite fake histories. Um, I'm your host, Ethan Palmer. Today, we're going to be returning to Magic the Gathering lore with the conclusion of the Neon Dynasty arc uh, and how that leads into the next big baddie of the Magic universe, whom I may be talking about in weeks to come. I may take a pause for Magic the Gathering. I won't lie to you guys. I pulled up Elder Scrolls lore uh, oh. today. To, to almost did it and i was like let's just finish fucking kamigawa before we jump into this yeah uh, put a book in. I, let's do it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's uh there's plenty of other lore out there outside of magic the gathering so um no matter who you are if you like magic the gathering or you don't like magic the gathering lore uh crunch at us i guess and let us know uh and i'll probably ignore you and just continue to do whatever uh whatever fandoms i i happen to like yeah. to be in my defense there's always 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 somebody asking for magic uh dnd or warhammer 40k so i just like always have an out where i'm like ah, i just listen to that guy instead yeah. right palmer dlc came out in the last month too so you've been pretty busy that's true uh, yeah that's true. yeah it's i love been... the fact you like gazed longingly at the like unofficial elder scrolls pages and you were just like next time baby like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, wink at the wiki uh i'm james i don't think we oh, yeah. that. this is james Bye. and that's peter hello you guys know him you're not you know, listening to part four of the, the <laughs> Neon Dynasty arc, uh, not knowing were. Peter and Jamie. Maybe you are. Maybe you just stumbled across the show. If that's the case and you like it, leave us a review. Tell your friends. Spread the good word of Lore Boys. We really do appreciate it if you guys can. And if you guys want to support the show financially, you can join the lofty ranks of some of our patrons, such as new patron, Mr. Avocado Man. Mr. Oh, Avocado I've Man. Seen them He's full of healthy this- fat. Yeah. He's been <laughs> in the Discord a bunch, uh, or they've been in the Discord a bunch, been talking with them. I think you can assume that Mr. Avocado Man uses he, him pronouns. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that's a good point. I'm trying to just train myself to, to say yeah. they first. That's, that's but, fair. It's yeah. a good reaction to have. I'm just yeah. saying of all cases, this is an easy one to edge up. Yeah. Err on the side of he, him. That's true. <laughs> what about the person? I'm looking now in the, one of our newest members, uh, Popcorn, with a Giga Chad profile pic. Which also just go- safe to assume. Yeah. When you, when you see the Giga Chad, do you go mail right away? I'm not sure. I don't know. Does is like uh, a a pops corn? Is that a like a trans euphemism? Like egg? I don't know. You know, I'm not. The I'm seeds not willing, are kind I'm of the egg of the corn. corn. So maybe <laughs> the egg of the corn. Oh <laughs> uh, heck! Uh, okay, it's been a long time, guys. We counted them. It's been like five weeks since my last episode, which means it's been like eight weeks or seven weeks since the last magic episode, probably because we took a. 
I took a break in the middle to do cyberpunk and then had a baby. Um, so I like how the baby yeah. is the second thing you mentioned in that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that cyberpunk episode was pretty good. It uh, was. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, just cause, just cause it's always fun to watch you guys like struggle with these. Uh, why don't we, why don't we try and refresh us on the, uh, Neon Dynasty specifically. If you guys want to go all the way back to Kamigawa lore, then we did do two episodes on Kamigawa specifically. Oh uh, but the we're looking for the Neon name Dynasty. of the protagonist. Kaito. Kaito. That, Jamie nailed okay. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It that that name for some reason it just like it like ricochets off my skull. It never <laughs> makes it to my brain. I've never been able I, to remember. But I keep go go Jamie. I keep remembering like the first episode or two and then like i know we got way in there's like a phyrexian reveal at one point yeah uh, we got like we we went in oh and we did the whole thing with the guy with the pink purple magic and how he was like from the slums and like yeah. Tezzeret, right he learned Tezzeret, yeah so we did we did episodes one and two of neon dynasty then we did a Tezzeret episode then we did episode three of neon dynasty okay then we did cyberpunk and now we're doing episode four okay of neon dynasty. so kaido kaido's parents they died of radiation one dad dad dies yeah. in prison actually but mom dies of radiation so him and his sister are orphans uh they get picked up by the city like the state or whatever and mm -hmm. uh they're kaido likes to walk on the roofs and his sister likes to be mad at kaido or something and uh <laughs> <laughs> uh then there's like a catastrophe in the middle of the night um kaido's like training with like the king's son or the or his sister's training with like the king's son and for it, combat it's the em it's the emperor herself okay uh, who, who's a child at the time because the emperor is chosen by kyodai the greatest of all kami right. who's yeah. like a spirit um, but yeah, the the disaster in the middle of the night is that uh, the emperor disappears. Right, and then um, everything and everything's going Tezzeret. crazy. And then he Kai sees Tezzeret, so he's searching yeah. for Tezzeret. He sees Tezzeret, right. and that's where we're, that was the cliffhanger of the first episode. You see the the purple energy pulsing through this guy's arm, and he looked. Everything's way more advanced than the other things you saw. And yeah. uh, then the next one, we go and Kaido eventually finds some lab, uh, and there's like, oh, what was that? The not the Mirari. The reality chip? The reality yeah. chip, yeah. yeah. The reality chip. So they're going after the reality chip. They fought, He, like, tracks it down to some basement, and then he's like, oh, my he God. Tracks it down to, he tracks it down to his friend Tameshi's lab, and it turns out his friend Tameshi was, like, working with these people Phyrexian. or working with Tezzeret or working right. with a Phyrexian to study Kami, and they they'd it had been, like, hooked up to a Kami and, right. like, drained yeah. And yeah, they're draining commies, so uh, basically big evil metal monsters draining the, the cool spirits. And yeah, exactly. Then we go to Tezzeret, and we like, find out how his, his origin story. He's a kid, doesn't have nothing, and he learns the only way to take something is through power, takes on jobs, becomes more and more powerful, eventually gets crazy robo-arm and uh, access to like more power and stuff. Then he also he has his uh, popcorn seed uh, pop or... Uh, his egg pop or whatever we're yeah. saying. Yeah. yeah. He has his egg corn. <laughs> yeah. His egg corn pop. And then he becomes a planeswalker. And he starts going from plane to plane looking for a way to fuck with um, Dragon Head guy. No? Uh, he's he's working for Nico Bolas for he's a while. For Nico Bolas, okay. He's just a general bad dude. Like, he, he had a rough upbringing, I guess. And... Um... 
Then we talked about a female character next, right? Uh, yeah. So you kind of so the I know sister, right? Yeah, it wasn't even next. Like the part finding the reality chip happened after the Tesseract episode. Oh, okay. Um, so they've been the end of the second episode was Tameshi died and was slain by the Phyrexian. Right. Uh, in episode three, they he went and found the relic chip in his old his old friend's lab and realized that his old friend had been working with these people and doing these terrible experiments. Um, and then he gets attacked by Jingataxius, the Phyrexian Praetor, oh, uh, yeah. Blue Praetor, um, at the end of it, and is fleeing the compound with, uh, he has his friend Tamio, the Moonfolk, who's uh, helping him out. The Zenyatta uh, dude, yeah. Yeah, and as he's fleeing the compound, uh, somebody like shows up and like slices the head off the dragon, uh, and it's the Emperor of Kamigawa, who it turns <laughs> out uh, was a planeswalker uh, as well. Uh, couldn't control her spark and came to be known as the Wanderer. The right. Wanderer. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so okay. nailed it. A hundred points to Jamie. For that. <laughs> I mean, uh, not 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 too bad. I've done worse on uh, on on. Oh, the- it so. it's out of ten thousand. So. <laughs> <laughs> done um, worse on simpler topics too. Which is yeah, good. yeah. Worst yeah. thing. Something one of my ex partners used to say that I, I've stolen it. Worst things have happened to better people. And I like to say that. <laughs> when, something, when something bad usually happens to yourself, because it's okay to say it to yourself. You don't say it to other people. Then it's rude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I stunned my tail. Worst thing that happened to better people, you fucking ass. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Kaito Shizuki, our main character, or pro tag. Uh, been trying to uncover what happened to his childhood friend slash emperor of Kamigawa for a decade when she mysteriously appears, like I said, kills a mecha dragon right in front of his face. Um, so it turns out all those years ago in Iganjo Castle, no one had absconded with the emperor. Instead, her own planeswalker spark had activated and she'd been whisked away, unable to return due to an early prototype of the reality chip damaging her spark permanently. So Tezzeret had had an early prototype, which he tried to use on her to some mm-hmm. end we're not sure of yet uh and that had damaged her planeswalker spark and left her without the ability to control where she planeswalks to she just oh, randomly right. planeswalks at times and ends up in a new world it's got the iron giant dent in it basically yeah i've never yeah. seen the movie but i i'm gonna say yes that could it's be deadly <laughs> that's uh, uh like in back to the future whenever uh is there a part in back to the future where they can't control where what time they're going to I feel like there is. I don't believe I, so. No. Yeah, I think... Or, well, it was Doc Brown fleeing. Isn't that how he ended up in the Old West? Didn't he, like, not mean yeah. to go there? Oh, Didn't yeah. he... I, I, I've only seen the third one once. I think he did mean to go there. Uh, and then, whatever, uh, like, Biff Tannen's relative oh, just man. was causing trouble or some shit. This is really know. not what... Re- references are supposed to make it easy and quick to understand. <laughs> 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 Damn it. Uh, okay, so we got two long-lost friends reunited once more. Together with the Moonfolk Tamio, they managed to escape uh, the compound controlled by the Phyrexian Jingataxius, uh, who had been working with Kaito's now dead friend, Tameshi, like we said before. Um, Tameshi had been helping Jingataxius experiment on the Kami of the Plane, either because he was truly rationalizing the most heinous of crimes by saying it was in the name of science, uh, or because he was naive enough to. Th- to think he could really outsmart the smartest of the Phyrexian Praetors. Um, 
Yeah. But we'll never know. I'm just going to work with him He's until dead. I can. Uh, I, I just need to gather enough dirt so I can uh, report him to the authorities. So I'm just yeah. going <laughs> to follow orders for a little while. I never yeah, thought exactly. of Frexians as being really smart, but we've talked about this in the past where they all have different color heads right? yeah exactly so and and the... jen Gitaxius is the blue one who's right. like he's the auger of experimentation and like yeah. he loves to like meddle with with things yeah intellect's uh, like his thing okay. yeah exactly cool uh so what what's the what's the angle of these uh these experiments right what do phyrexians want with kami uh so we know what jen Gitaxius wanted with the kami uh from the card planar incision uh, we know he's he's conducting the experiments to try and crack the nut that is planeswalking. Uh, so the flavor text from the card reads, Jingataxius had long coveted the secrets of planeswalking. Spirits that could pass between worlds made for perfect test subjects. So okay. That's Phyrexians, cool. That's really though they'd long been trying, had never managed to planeswalk themselves. Like, there's not a single Phyrexian that can planeswalk. There's never the, been... uh, <laughs> the, the Frankensteinian robot monsters are immune to trauma, so they can't, yeah. like, they, they, they can't get their spark activated. Yeah. It's like yeah. Harry runs through platform nine and three quarters, then goes Ron, then a Phyrexian just flat into the wall. Yeah, <laughs> with his <laughs> luggage out in front of it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the road runner running into the painted on portal to another plane, course, and then yeah. the wily coyote Phyrexian horror slamming into the, the cliffside right. behind. Them. They just yeah. can't figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's I it's either because they didn't have enough trauma to unlock that that, that ability, or them just being soulless metal monsters bent on you know complicating everything in the universe. They're helping them achieve machine perfection by replacing all their weak little meat parts with metal, right? Yeah, which uh, in the one episode where Wily Coyote actually catches the Roadrunner, he does so in a coyote-shaped mecha. So it is actually it's on brand. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a direct <laughs> reference, actually. Is that real? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I remember like my dad hyped it up because my dad's a big fan of Looney Tunes, and like I didn't have cable, but uh, Teletoon at night, which was like an an airwave station here in Quebec, he Peter! was just like, "Oh no, like Peter, get in the room. Like, they caught him." <laughs> no, that was, basically, that was basically it. Yeah, it was just like change the channel from nine eleven to just like they finally got him. <laughs> <laughs> that but was yeah, uh, like that was when when the guy leaned into George W. Bush to say and uh, yeah. a, a second a second plane hit the uh, or a second yeah. plane hit the tower. It was actually uh, sir. They finally they finally caught him. A yeah. second tunnel has been painted on a canyon wall. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> It's like such such bad taste. But you've got like the the World Trade Center painted on the side of a canyon wall. Why the guy crashes a plane into it? (laughs) (laughs) No, because that's not a bad taste. Because we get the terrors back in that one. Yeah, of course. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, like it was like to stay up late and watch Looney Tunes with my dad. He was like, "Oh, I'm really excited. This is a rerun of when like Wiley finally catches him, and he does build like a giant coyote mecha to do it." (laughs) And that's when Pete uh, got into Warframe and uh, what's that? The BattleTech. BattleTech. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, (laughs) so uh, Wiley Coyote can use the mecha to catch the Roadrunner. But what Wiley Coyote could never do was use the Mecha to travel through his own painted on uh, pictures of a tunnel with a road, right? Of course, <laughs> yeah. Um, so much like much like our Wiley Coyote, uh, up until now, the Phyrexians have had to rely on others to shuttle them around the multiverse and to break into other planes and things like that. They've had to use other people to get places, right? Okay. Uh, even Jin- Ash Cast, Grass, or Metal Compilation. 
Yeah, uh, beautiful. <laughs> Uh, even Jinkataxius here on Kenigawa had been brought by Tezzeret via an artifact known as the Planar Bridge. Um, so I sent, I posted a picture of what the Planar Bridge from the Aether Revolt set, uh, the artwork looks like. Um, the Planar Bridge is Whoa. a device which Tezzeret had stolen from the Plane of Kaladesh at the behest of Nicol Bolas at the time and had, had and had incorporated that huge machine that you guys are seeing and, and we'll describe in a second for the listeners into his body somehow. Uh, it allowed him to create artificial portals to other dimensions. The one catch is that it can only transport non-organic or dead material. Oh, Phyrexians would like that, though. Yeah. <laughs> Phyrexian Praetors, while largely machine, do still have some organic parts, mm. meaning they're usually yeah. badly wounded after traveling between planes via bridge and need to mend for a time before they're back at full strength. On their back, they've got all the switches, and instead of, like, fuses, it's, like, little meat fuses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I blew, I blew meat my meat fuse. fuse. <laughs> uh, so you guys want to describe what the planar portal looks like before it's uh, absorbed by uh, Tezzeret? Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, it does, it kind of looks like a gateway, like a gateway to, almost like a gateway to heaven or something is like the shape of it. But it's got like these weird fins on the side and like mechanical blue like tubes going around, all leading to uh, what's in the center is a portal that has uh, like little um, strings all the way around the doorway go to lead to this portal and they kind of wrap around into a circle in the middle and there's like a person looking up at it with their arms back in awe that's, kind of thing. that's tezzeret in the middle there he's got the one uh yeah, the one, the hand. one oh, arm. he does yeah. Yeah. yeah um so yeah so the blue stuff is aether which is like at like propane gas or like natural gas that Kaladesh has access to. So they're, they're very like, they have a lot of technology and like technological marvels driven by this access to this stuff, Aether, which is just like magic, I don't know, magic energy essentially. So yeah, they, they it's funny. The, uh, the, the gate is the opposite of time travel in the Terminator. So the reason that in Terminator people show up nude and the Terminators are wrapped in human flesh is because time travel and Terminator can't transport the um, metal inorganic material it can only <laughs> transport organic material so that's why they show up nude uh, whereas in this one and it's that's like, why it's Wiley the Coyote is always naked yeah exactly yeah uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like what's his name um so it can only take the clothes right not the body so that, that's tough nico bolas what does he use this for like just to like send whenever he needs to move apartments between like where yeah, he's living? It, like it's a powerful loose, artifact loose regardless. Yeah, yeah. You, you could you could in theory um like if you if you had access to say a plague of Phyrexians that you wanted to like subject a plane to, you yeah. could just use this to like send them there, right? Uh so like Nicol Bolas's plans probably weren't that different from Tezzeret oh, okay. if you didn't You're, get so caught up. Cat's being um, cute in the bassinet in the back, by the way, just like cleaning himself back there. Very good. I thought they were gonna fight for a second because old were cat was going up to a young time. cat. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> So yeah, uh, we have Tezzeret, uh -huh. who has access to this device, which can send Phyrexians around the multiverse. Since they have organic parts, they are weakened by the travel. Uh, Jindiataxius was likely somewhere in this like mending state when uh, when he was on um, Kamigawa and confronted by Kaito and all that. Probably explains why he sent. Um, since henchman after Kaito rather than just going after him himself or why he was using, you know, Tameshi's help to capture and subdue Kami, probably okay. just because he was uh, rebuilding his strength. 
Not the greatest invasion force to send. It's just like, behold, my crippled robot army. I will conquer this land in six to eight weeks. Like, yeah. like yeah. after they go through physio, like, we'll, we're going to kick your asses. Yeah. <laughs> I'm blanking on the guy's name again, but the guy with the purple energy and the arm is... Tezzeret. Tezzeret, yeah. It's funny. I can remember Tezzeret like like nobody's business, but I still can't remember. Kaito Tazuki yeah. just escapes me no matter what. So, but Tezzeret, he's got that arm that's pretty much all metal. So if he forgot, like, his keys in another plane or something he could just kind of stick it Reach through the portal and grab it <laughs> or he could like tickle you across planes yeah <laughs> interdimensional tickler mm-hmm. um, like a spooky story to get kids to go to bed early or like eat their vegetables it's like oh the planes tickler is gonna get you <laughs> uh so kaito had been fleeing those henchmen uh when he and Tamiya were saved by the Wanderer, the cryptic pseudonym adopted by the Once Upon a Time Child Emperor, uh, they get shrouded by Tamiya's invisibility spell, and the trio returns to Iganjo Castle, sneaking in past even the Imperial Guards. They don't want to. They don't want to announce the Emperor's return just yet. There's one person that they want to see more than anybody else, uh, or I should say, one Kami they want to see more than anybody else. Kyodai, the great Kami of the Divide Between Worlds, cried out as the Wanderer returned to the castle. It wasn't cries of joy, however, but cries of pain. Oh, no. Kaito and Tamio had let the Wanderer journey ahead of them be like, yeah, you know, you haven't seen, you know, like your other metaphorical half in like 10 years. So we're, we'll give you guys a bit of privacy. Uh, and they hear kind of this like cry of, of pain or distress. Uh, so they rush in to see Kyodai writhing in pain with the Emperor's hand pressed to the Kami's face. The Wanderer had returned to Kamigawa, but her spark, like we said before, was unstable, damaged, uh, and it was kind of representative of her link with Kyodai, right? Wow. Um, the, the, her spark was kind of her bond to the spirit world and kind of is everybody's. It's just more manifest here on Kamigawa. Um, so that's taking a toll on both the Planeswalker and the Kami. Luckily, Kaido had just stolen something that might just help. Uh, so the reality chip, which they'd taken from Tameshi's lab, was able to stabilize the Wanderer's spark, at least for a time, helping her to remain on Kamigawa. Okay. Uh, Tamio, Tamio came up with this. Uh, I posted a pic from the card Tether to Reality that shows it fusing to her hand. Uh, a very painful procedure, but a necessary one. This is the reference image I used uh, when I was drawing uh, this thing draining the life out of Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast. I, rec- I recognize this photo with all the, the tendrils like going into the veins and shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's basically she's holding out her hand. She's clearly like shocked or in pain and, and the reality chip, uh, this like jellyfish like pagoda, I guess, uh, is uh, just fusing with her hand. Um, the reality chip is able to accomplish more than just stabilizing her, however. It also racks her with vision, visions of what she calls the monster. Uh, unsure of how she knows, she does know that Jingataxius had alerted enemies of the Imperials of the Emperor's return. She can kind of like see Tameshi's lab still, where okay. it, where the reality chip had been hooked up to that to Lumiere. Um, she's still kind of like she can see that room and still like there's some lingering presence there. Uh, so she kind of sees them talking, and Jin Kitaxis is like, uh, oh, we've we've recruited the Asari Usurpers. This is like rival samurai faction who wants to overthrow the Imperials and, and take control of, of Kamigawa. Okay. Um, 
So she's like, like, wow, I just tried to stabilize my spark and I got all this insider trading information about buying NVIDIA stock or whatever, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> She's got the stock ticker at the bottom of her eyes now. All the yeah. Time. yeah. Just yeah. fire on going by constantly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I posted a picture of the, the SRU servers for you guys. I don't know if we need to describe it. They're more like, um, techno- they, they adopt technology more readily than the Imperials who you guys will remember want to strictly control all technology and who can have access to what technologies, which is why Kaido's parents were left to, to die, despite there being things that could have treated them. Um, they look like 40k orcs, but if they were Japanese people, <laughs> like it's... Yeah, that's kind of fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like a regular looking Japanese woman, but she's got like the big bulky, like red metallic claws and shit. Yeah, she's got right. the yeah, mega gauntlet on one hand and then the other. But you'll notice the mega gauntlet. So she has like a two handed battle axe that she's holding in her right hand. And then she has a second, much larger mechanical hand, just like tied with rope to her forearm. It's very cool. Yeah. She's also holding the, the top of the two handed <laughs> axe just higher up the half. Oh um, my god! I didn't even notice her one her actual hand. I'd only seen yeah. the. Oh wow! Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> for the, for everyone keeping score, Jamie still has not purchased his, his uh, glasses. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's the accountability thing we were talking about on the comments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep saying... We know it doesn't work for him, and we're just putting more pressure on him, which is make him more anxious about it, and make it never happen. Yeah. So. <laughs> here we are. Uh, so yeah, so we know uh, the emperor gets this like vision, sees the monster talking, knows that these people are coming to attack the castle. They've been tipped off that the emperor has returned, and they they figure like, oh, if the emperor comes back, and this like uprising has been kind of building for like years on Kamigawa since the emperor vanished and there, no emperor was chosen in her place. Uh, there's kind of been this like dissent, this like, oh, you know, they don't they don't have a leader, we should be in charge kind of thing. And now that she's back, and they hear that she's back, they're like, well, we got to strike now, and we have to strike at the emperor or like our chance at a revolution's kind of over. If We'd already kind of... planned on taking advantage of the power vacuum, but we'll just kill you and create our own vacuums. Yeah, of. exactly. <laughs> uh, they were on their way. Kaido couldn't really figure out why. There's kind of this niggling doubt for him where uh, a war between people doesn't seem like the best way to gather Kami test subjects for a Phyrexian, right? Like, he, right. he's kind of like, why are they doing this? Like, you know, um, they deduce that the assault was likely a cover, most likely to get back what was stolen from the Phyrexian. So they, they're like, they kind of realize they're going to come after the reality chip, right? Like that's the only reason why they would make an attack on the castle is so that we can, they would have this cover to go after the reality chip. Okay. Tamiyo, uh, figuring that, that it's, if it's existence, the reality chips existence is enough to send a raging Phyrexian Praetor hunting it. Uh, like that's proof that it's dangerous and should be destroyed. Um, and she's, she's kind of a, She's not a futurist, but she's like more on the futurist side of things where she harbors like futurist children, if you guys remember. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, she's kind of like, even she is like, no, it's it's clearly too dangerous. Like whatever it can do, it should just be destroyed. Like it's not worth it. Right. But as after just buying make, her NVIDIA stock, she, of course, dec- decides yeah, it's exactly. too dangerous. Yeah, she's yeah, going to yeah. destroy it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, after selling her NVIDIA stock, she decides, no, yeah. no, 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 now it's time oh, of to, course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now it's time to destroy it. Yeah. Um, I, there's a guy on Reddit who had just gotten a 4080 and he was upgrading from a 3080 and like part, most of the con- contents of everything was just gamers like, why would you even upgrade at that point? So people love to throw their money away and just like people <laughs> shitting on him for upgrading from like the second best to the best basically. And yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The internet um, kind of sucks, huh? 
<laughs> I mean, I, I agree. I, I, I think I, do, I don't agree with buying, like upgrading your, like I'm, I'm still rocking a, a 970 and yeah. it works fucking fine, guys. Stop spending thousands of dollars on these things because the yeah. companies just keep charging more and keep getting away with it. Yeah. And it's like capitalism yeah. doesn't work, but it especially doesn't work when you guys keep doing these things. So yeah. Stop, you know? yeah. <laughs> well, stop telling yeah. them to buy a new computer then. You got yeah. you were ragging on my computer last week. I got a sixteen fifty. We're okay here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like older cards now last way longer. Cause I yeah. had like I had a nine seventy for a while and replaced it. But like the, the I've had the one I've got now for six years and you cannot tell. But if we got a reality chip, we'd probably never need to replace it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, of course, uh, horrors from another dimension would be coming over here to game on my PC. Or <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Tamiya wants to destroy it. But, you guys will remember, it's the only thing tethering the Emperor to Kamigawa right now. Uh, right. And, and everyone, the Imperials specifically, um, Lightpaws, uh, the Emperor's mentor, as well as Kaito and his sister Aiko's mentor, Lightpaws, uh, is very much like, Kamigawa needs its emperor. Like we've been without you for a long time. This uprising's been coming for a long time because you've been gone. Like we can't afford to have you just leave. Um, so also this unpredictable, right? Because she could just fall out of the plane at any moment. That's yeah. like her. Yeah, plane. It's, it's pretty right. much guaranteed. It's pretty much guaranteed if she untethers that she will like vanish eventually. Like it seems like she never really stays anywhere for more than like a week to a month. Like she doesn't get any kind of extended stay on any plane. She's constantly traveling. Hence the name, the Wanderer. Okay. Okay. Um, so, so they decide that in they won't destroy the chip itself because the emperor needs it, but they'll return to Tameshi's lab and destroy the research there that supports the chip, how to use it, how to do these awful things with uh, Kami and and all that, um, to hopefully stop the the Praetor uh, yeah. Phyrexian from being able to use it effectively. Um, Smash all the then... computers because. The file's got to be in there somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> you, you, you know how when you you buy something and then you immediately throw out the user manual, then in two months you're like, oh fuck, how do I do this? And you gotta like Google the user manual and then yeah. download the PDF and like look for the things yep. you gotta do. That happened when uh, we were driving back from Bobby's place uh, or going to Bobby's place in my car because I have an English manual but I lost it and we had a mysterious light come on the dash and I was just like, Jamie, help. Because I'm driving, and he's like going through the French manual. He's like, I can't find it, and then had to Google the PDF. <laughs> yeah. It was really easy once you Googled it. Uh... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but now they're also destroying Google. So, or all mentions of it on Google. Um, okay. They're sending yeah. it to the dark web, essentially. Is and there... my reliable co-pilot here needs needs Google. Right. Yeah. And the dark and web. And feed me sandwiches. Is it uh, Kamigawa or Cyberpunk that they have like? the big wall that keeps the old black walls and cyberpunk yeah oh, cyberpunk okay cool yeah cool. yeah um, that keeps you out of the good car manuals if you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> uh so kaito and his old friend the wanderer split up once more the emperor remains at the castle with their guards uh to be the figurehead and to be the thing that people are fighting for uh while kaito and tamio would return to destroy tameshi's lab now to be fair what they could do, if they wanted some real politicking, because, Jamie, you had mentioned uh, House of the Dragon uh, earlier. If they wanted some real politicking, they could just say that she's back, destroy the reality chip, and then let her just vanish. And, like, oh, wow, I can't, the Emperor and, has, and this guy have never been in the same room at the same time sort of thing, right? And just pretend like she's still there. Could. Yeah. You could uh, pull, the, pull the old switcheroo on them, but uh, yeah. I don't, do you, do you want to? 
do you want to play fire like that <laughs> i don't know i mean uh, um yeah so they don't they don't pull the switcheroo i guess they go um, they go to destroy the files and they all go that. to destroy the files yeah uh they they're they're the uh wayne knight in jurassic park going uh, uh, uh that's who they that's who they want to be uh on the computer <laughs> right? uh so. i mean i play shovel knight I never play wayne knight <laughs> yeah it's good it's just a fat it's, guy in a raincoat it's, but it's it's, 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 it's just the, as fun it's the sequel to shovel knight but the prequel to wayne's world okay uh, okay yeah, your, uh, your ranged weapon is a shaving cream can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Kaito and Tamio uh, arrive at Tameshi's lab less than a day after they'd left it. Pretty much like as soon as they get to the castle, they're, they're heading right back over. Uh, Kaito's drones were still interfering with the security systems. Uh, so they were able to kind oh, of right. get in. Yeah. Uh, evidence of the chase they'd outrun was everywhere. everywhere. What was no longer there was the kami. Uh, oh. So all traces of the kami were gone. It seems like there was kind of like a, a quick, like, pack up everything. We got to go. The feds are on to us kind of moment. A <laughs> uh, bunch of kami pieces in the bottom of a paper shredder. They're like, oh, this was got, this got bad. There's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a guy running out with an IV tube thing, like, on one of yeah. those, like, wheels. Yeah. But instead of the IV bag, it's just a ghost with a dripper into his arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to destroy the files. It's all on the hard drive. So they got, like, a whole computer tower in a paper shredder. Just like, it's stuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the experiments Jinkatactus had been running uh, had been scraped out and disposed of. The weakened and gray Kami Lumiere they had pulled out, uh, pulled the reality chip out of, left no trace but for the metal table it had laid upon. They didn't even, uh, it wasn't like a speakeasy trick where they just like rotated all the furniture and it's like, oh, this is just a humble Phyrexian pet shop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so they're, they they see the, it, it was, this is a humble Phyrexian pet shop, but all the pets are gone because they were, they were expecting to see pets and they're like, oh, no, we're sold out. Sorry, friend. Uh, <laughs> So they uh um, European accents. Yeah, yeah. Eastern Eastern European yeah. are Eastern Europeans, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they uh they they kinda like go like, oh well, we kinda wanted to save some 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 puppies from the puppy mill, but I guess we'll just smash your counters instead, right? So they're they're kind of kind of despairing, like thinking about what, what happened to the Kami, how they were like, kind of disposed of. Uh, and they step towards the machine that the gray Kami had been connected to, uh, when a voice speaks at their back. It's it says, or Tezzeret says, it is not the Kami we were ever truly after. So I have a quote for you guys from Akemi Don Bowman's The Break-In. Tamio took a step forward. If you're not after the Kami, then why did you kill so many of them? We needed to test the connection between Kami and the spirit realm, study the bond between the material and immaterial aspects of existence, the body and the soul. And Kami are much easier to come by than what Phyrexia really needs. Tezzeret flashed his teeth, eyes sparkling like wildfire. I should thank you. Kaito scowled. For what? A horrible scrape of metal sounded, and Jingatactus appeared from the shadows, moving beside Tezzeret like a looming nightmare. Tezzeret didn't blink, even as Jingatactus flexed his metal claws and leaned forward. For allowing the research to flourish by bringing planeswalkers to our laboratory, Jingatactus snapped with an eerie delight. So, uh, like we said before, he, he's studying the secrets of planeswalking. Yeah. Uh, and had been capturing Kami to that end. But you know you know who's better at planeswalking than Kami, who can travel between the material and immaterial worlds only of the the plane of Kamigawa? Planeswalkers. Damn. Another hundred another hundred points to Jamie. Wow. Fuck. Let's go. <laughs> Nailing it. 
yeah, so it, it's a trap, obviously. Uh, well baited and springing shut on them now. Uh, metal, like, like clangs down from the ceiling, claps shut on Tamio. Uh, like, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, Kaito's sword is like shurikens that he holds in place using his telekinesis. Oh, yeah. And then, it's, like a, it's like, it's a katana made of like metal shards, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he can, he can like throw them. So like he throws them at Tezzeret, but Tezzeret is also telekinetic. You guys will remember. And so it just like stops them and throws them back at them. Uh, and he like holds one to Kaito's neck. And, and tells them, like, just stop fighting or, you know, your friends will die or whatever. And they're like, they can't kill us. They just said he needs us or whatever. And they're like, well, we only need one of you, uh, really. So we'll kill the other one to get you to you to comply, you know? Dang, um, he's right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 5D he, chess again. Phyrexians yeah. win. <laughs> he, like, he, free, he frees Tamio. And then it's like, he, the next time he looks over, Tamio's wrapped in more metal wires. Like, it, it's very much like a, a hopeless fight. Right. Okay. Uh, he try so he tries to fight. He tries to free them both. Inevitably, one of them is always captured and restrained. Uh, uh, another short quote: Kaido looked over his shoulder and saw Tamio wrapped in even more metal than before, with a fragment of silver stretched over her eyes. He couldn't read her scrolls, uh, which you guys will remember is where her magic comes from. And Kaito, oh, this is the sexy cat lady or whatever, right? The rabbit lady. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Kaito would never be able to free her from so many restraints. Uh, if he fought his way out of the compound, he'd have to leave Tamio behind. So he's he's kind of like having this like moment where he's like, I think I can get out of here, but that means leaving Tamio behind, and he's struggling with that. But he does have, uh, does have one last ace up his sleeve. So they come here to destroy the research and and the the what what better way to completely and thoroughly uh, shred a stack of uh, hard drive a stack of servers a server rack. <laughs> Uh, them with explosives, am I right? Yeah, that, uh, that is the ultimate paper shredder. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> explosives, the ultimate sure. paper shredder. <laughs> I like to imagine because she's being tied up with all these fibers. When you said like metal drops down, I was just like the cartoon like bar cage, just like haha, got her. Like just like drops down on a chain. <laughs> yeah. Not an anvil, and then she comes out and all her teeth are missing or something. Oh, <laughs> like they fall out like piano keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had a tiny <laughs> umbrella, but it, it did nothing, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh so he he's like he has he has the explosives on him uh they're still in his pocket he knows he could still destroy the work done here the machine used to conduct the experiments perhaps he figures he might even be able to destroy tezzeret and jingataxius he just knows that it's probably going to cost him and tamio their lives okay oh no uh but i have another quote for you guys. in one quick motion kaido pulled the device from his pocket and hurled it toward the room with the machine listening to the whistle as it flew through the air but the weapon never made impact. It stopped just short of the glass before slowly floating into Tezzeret's hand. Oh yeah, he's also telekinetic. He let out a dark chuckle. Your problem, Tezzeret said icily, is that you depend far too much on the technology I've already mastered. In his palm, the detonator broke apart piece by piece until it became nothing more than a pile of useless metal and microchips. Something oh. cracked against the back of Kaito's head, and everything around him faded to black. Oh my. And now it's time for us to fade to the blackness of cor corporate advertising. Uh, more magic lore after the break. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back from the break. How was the journey to another audio multiverse, listeners? Hmm? Um, buy the product you heard about. Don't buy the product you heard about. Doesn't make a difference to us. We don't get paid for it. So keep no. that in mind when making your finance. No residuals. Yeah. Uh, no, welcome back. Uh, where we left off, Kaito and Tamio had been captured by Tezzeret and the Phyrexian Gendiataxius. Uh, and there's only one person who can save them now, right? Yeah. Um, the explosives. Yeah, exactly. The explosives, which were dismantled by Tezzeret. Yes. So um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys, this is another movie reference that might <laughs> not land. Um, you guys ever see Sky High? The superhero movie? Nope. No. Nah, never mind. Too bad. Because the villain in that one is a technomancer, and she can also like psychically disassemble technology, which I think is pretty cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Also, people Techno- are really into meth, like taking apart TVs. Oh, uh, no, that's a that's a methnomancer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah he can cool. take apart his teeth with his powers. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> taking apart electronics and coloring with coloring pencils. Uh, yeah. Two big signs. It, uh, you may have a meth head on your hands. But... Coloring with coloring pencils. Yeah, like a, a, I was watching, like you know these like, like colored cop, pencils. Yeah, these <laughs> cop shows where they pull people over or whatever. Yeah. And a, they just keep saying, like, it's a thing that pops up. If this person has meth on them, they often have coloring books and a bunch of coloring pencils. Oh, yeah. They just, <laughs> That's amazing. It, it's something they love doing, smoking meth and coloring in boxes, man. Just Hell, yeah. Really. Is, I, I like drawing they're not hurting anyone (laughs) honestly if that's all they were doing and not driving on the road i'd be not driving and then also like punching holes in people's walls to check for microphones if all they did was art and 24 hours a day then that might be a good thing who knows yeah yeah Yeah. societal naked for they do art 24 hours a day for three weeks and then they then they die before (laughs) before their time like all good artists (laughs) well yeah it's like the methods is like in a chrysalis state for 17 years and then they all emerge they can't eat so they emerge color and then die after mating (laughs) they go through a a pupil state and then they they emerge as the uh, the yeah exactly you can you can find it the the shell that they emerge out of looks like a filthy mattress propped up against the wall that's the that's the cocoon that a method comes out of. yeah uh no so it's the emperor not a method who needs to go to their help uh it turns out all the methods were busy coloring uh when the call came to go save kaito and tamio from the phyrexian jinkataxius uh so with kyodai's help the wanderer is able to portal herself to the compound sword in hand so she's, she seems to be able to control her planeswalking spark with uh with Kyodai's help to an extent, but not like fully or completely. And it's like only local on Kamigawa. Like she's just able to teleport on Kamigawa. Pretty um, handy still. That makes you a really good fucking samurai. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, it's it's that. It's the Kyodai's help and the, the reality chip stabilizing her spark. Like those right. two factors combined uh, allow her to kind of teleport uh, at will. And like to your point, Peter, she straight up teleports onto Jenga Taxi's head and cuts him in half. 
awesome. Just, this is just a lot like... like the cyberpunk thing too with David. Like he's basically teleporting and stuff. But he's got the instead and of the stand? instead of the chip, he's got the the juicers to to keep him stable. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's got a jellyfish spine. Yeah. Uh, so uh, she shows up. There's a cry for cry of anguish from the Phyrexian, and he just collapses to the floor. She searches the compound quickly. She's just like mercilessly disposing of anybody who stands in her way. Like, God help you if you're a henchman. This is a this is a woman on a mission. <laughs> a bunch of guys in like the like the yakuza business suits, just like with the, yeah. doing the like, oh, they're overacting in a in a yeah. martial arts film. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I, I posted you guys a picture. It's it's not not too much to describe. It's literally just her cutting a a Phyrexian monster in half. Uh, it's just a really cool one. It's a lot of gold. Oh, cuts him in half at the waist. Uh, when you said cut in half, I imagined down what? the center. So that's hot that's dog not or a hamburger. That's just a that's just a random old Phyrexian that she's got. Oh, okay, Phyrexian goon number six. Yeah, I was an extra in that movie. Okay, yeah, I uh, goon lovers, Phyrexian. <laughs> oh, Phyrexian goon lovers. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the auger of goons. Or like... <laughs> I don't know what the uh, references are, but those sound funny to me. <laughs> just, just look up goon lover later for listeners at home. Don't or do. I'm not your boss. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna look it up right now. Don't look it up at work. I'll say. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just porn, guys. Uh, oh, okay. I thought um, it was some old racist movie for some reason. Oh. I don't. I don't know why, but. Sure. Yeah, uh, uh, Chariots maybe. of Fire and Goon Lovers Six. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she finds her fellow planeswalkers. They're bound to tables, uh, seemingly set up to be experimented on, just like the Kami had been. Oh, okay, James Bond uh, table with the cuffs on it, obviously. Yeah, straight up. Sweet. She rouses. She rouses Kaido, hands him a dagger. Uh, I have another excerpt from you guys, same author, but from the next story, Threads of War. The compound was a chaos of metal and blood, but the Wanderer didn't stop moving. She was a part of the dance, a figure in the ever-moving battle. Nearby, Kato's sword clashed again and again, fighting the onslaught of Jin Kataxi's hired henchmen. Tamio hovered in the distance, scroll unbound as she held Tezzeret in a temporary state of paralysis. Deep claw marks were streaked across the floor where Jin Kataxi's half-severed body lay, oh. a sign that he tried and failed to stand back up. Now, he was unmoving. I thought they were immortal for some reason. The fact that he got killed or something is I was like, oh, weird. But you can just straight up kill them. They're so they're not immortal in a classic sense, but like it's kind of like the the Star Trek like teleporter. Like you could just rebuild them kind of the exact same way and it's just like the new Jenga Taxius. Okay. You know what I mean? Like he just he, he assumes the role. It's it's kind of a, a title as much as anything else. Okay. Um and you just, just like kind of... castle it's getting wet they're like he's gonna be fine he's gonna be fine yeah exactly <laughs> you just you program them to act the same way and then you're like yeah it's the same thing no problem okay yeah. uh so together kaito and the wanderer kill everyone in tomeshi's lab everyone of course except for tezzeret uh it's the classic movie trope of henchman lives the, who gives a fuck about them but the actual monster who in charge of them like giving all the orders like well he should stand trial and be given a chance to plead his case right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, I, I'm, I'm still reflecting on how Frexians die then that's like a really lonely way to die because you'd never really see anyone else die because they always get like reprogrammed into whatever they are so from your perspective everything is immortal but you and, would feel the yeah. end of your life coming or and, happening and there, I, I saw a Tumblr post recently where you're like, so that's that's the idea in Star Trek is that like yeah. you you get like vaporized and then they just reconstruct you on a 
molecular level at yeah. the other end of the teleporter, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, and I, there was a great Tumblr post recently. It might have been posted in the memes channel uh, on uh, our Discord, honestly. But it's basically like if they invent teleporter, I am totally going to be like the like the boomer grandma who refuses to go and like like my zoomer grandchildren are going to be like, oh, come on, grandma, just like teleport over and come visit us. Or, like, it's totally safe. We've been through it a million times. Like, yeah. no, absolutely not. I know that my consciousness will end as soon as I step into the teleporter yeah. and some facsimile of me will emerge at the other end. You guys have to take a flight to come see me. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's like, it. And from the Phyrexians, too, they think nobody ever dies because they never see anyone die. And then yeah. they, they go and get and, chopped in oh, half yeah. by a nice lady. And, and... They might understand that things die, too, but it's also like... like if you were dying, like you'd probably know, like nobody will mourn you. They're, they're just gonna remake yeah. you, and like who cares, right? Yeah, that was my question uh, about Phyrexian like funeral rites. Is like, do they go to zero funerals or do they go to a funeral every time? Like, are probably they big fans? Zero, zero, yeah. zero. goose yeah. egg, man, big that, goose yeah. egg. Yeah. You don't um, think any of the Phyrexians have a nice greasy black suit or anything that they put on? <laughs> uh, so, um. Yeah, no, no time for a funeral for the the dead henchman nor the Phyrexian on the floor. Um, they decide that they need more information from Tezzeret, uh, and that the Wanderer and Kyodai would decide his fate together. Uh, a quote: "We leave for Aganjo at once." The Wanderer ordered. Tamio gave a slight bow in acknowledgement. Kaito merely nodded. But Tezzeret watched them with a newfound energy. The veins in his neck strained against Tamio's story magic, gaze drifting down to where the reality chip was embedded on the back of the Wanderer's hand. He couldn't move his body, but his mind? Maybe his mind was all he needed. An icy shudder ran through the Wanderer. There was no time to say anything, no time to shout a warning before Tezzeret took control of the reality chip. The Wanderer screamed, hands shooting to her temples as the device pulsed with energy. The metal wires dug themselves deeper into her flesh, throbbing with power. There was a flash of white, and she felt her mind jump from the compound to the Imperial Palace, where Kyodai wailed in her chamber. It was as if their minds had been united, and the connection meant that Kyodai was in agony too. So... Kaido at this point knocks Tezzeret unconscious, just like telekinesis is uh, like a handful of industrial crates, <laughs> just like dumps them <laughs> on him straight up, straight up how he knocks him out, just like yeah. Like, I gotta say, from Tezzeret, this is the worst case of the the planeswalking tickler yet. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, he's really like... upping his the his game here, his, his yeah. serial killer game. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, no, so he gets, like, a bunch of boxes dumped on him, but it seems like whatever he did to the reality ship, the damage is done. It's no longer tethering the Wanderer uh, to the plane. Um, so she could, she knows, she kind of knows right away that she she might planeswalk at any moment. She's like, I, you know, she has, like, she clearly, like, struggles against it and tries to stop herself from doing it and seems to be able to suppress it sometimes, but inevitably, like, she's <laughs> like, I know I'm going to teleport again. I'm off the magic Wi-Fi. I'm on mobile data now. Who knows yeah, where it's coming it. from, where I'm going. <laughs> Guys, I started taking magic meth again now. I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I can't put the coloring book away. No, I've I don't want to I've been drawing for right days. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you going to finish that hot water tank, or can I have it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's like eight bucks over at the scrapyard. I can just teleport it over like at some point. Yeah. Um. So Tezzeret unconscious, not not dead. I want to stress that they still not killing him. Um. They don't leave not... him safely buried under crates to come get him. Later, <laughs> no, they, they don't. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so so they're like, okay, we know the castle's under attack. We, she gets a vision of Kyodai. She gets a vision of the uh, the Uprisers attacking, and they know that they're going to attack Kyodai as well. So she's like, I got to get back. I got to protect Kyodai. 
Um, so they're like, we have to try and get back to Iganjo. Obviously, she can't do the neat little uh, planar teleport trick that she did earlier because the, the reality chip is broken. Right. Um, it does kind of make me want a game that is a combination of Portal and Dishonored, if I'm going to be real. Because that, like, Blink is kind of like that, but, like, imagine being able to do the same thing you can do in Portal, but then, like, you know, snap someone's neck as Corvo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, Dishonored 3, just add, add portals. Uh, uh, yeah, they always add new powers, right? Exactly. Yeah. Cyberpunk DLC. So at least you can have the, the same, uh, whatever, like, ambiance of this lady. Uh, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. True. Yeah. The same uh, motif. Motif. Uh, the same mode, if you listen to the bonus. Uh, <laughs> and, and no French. Uh, <laughs> so um, they want to get to back, back to Iganjo. Tamio takes the now detached reality chip. The, the Wanderer kind of just ripped it off her hand. Attaches it to herself. She uses the spike in power it provides to use telekinesis on a, a security mech, which is just very large, large enough to carry all of them. Uh, and then just starts like telekinetic flying them all like through the clouds towards Iganjo, essentially, uh, with the Wander holding on to the still paralyzed Tezzeret. So Tezzeret's unconscious. He's still paralyzed by Tamio's spell as well. Okay. Uh, while Tamio is flying them on, on the back of this like giant piece of metal that she is like telekineticing through the skies have you ever seen that helicopter that brings like the grandma sky lifts her but then it starts spinning <laughs> like yeah, like a nice. hundred revolutions a second yeah. like yeah, like so stuck up yeah there. she survived yeah she was just, no, she like collapsed like hiking in the mountains or something so they had to airlift her out okay and uh, yeah but like <laughs> There's like a newscast or something as she's flying. It's like so fast that she's spinning. And the poor yeah. woman, like you must be thinking what's going on in her head right there. She's hurt. She's like yeah. 100 feet Hydrated, in the sky, hilarious. just yeah. like yeah. flying. At... There's no blood in the middle of her body. It's all in her head and her toes. Oh, it had to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, they come up on Igancho. Uh, they see that the gates had already been breached. And they hear the metal-on-metal sound of battle reaching them. In that moment of distraction, they're all kind of like looking at the scene down below. Tezzeret wakes up. Um, Tamio's spell, because she was also focusing on the telekinesis, wasn't doing a very good job of paralyzing him. Uh, So he strikes. He grabs all the smoke bombs. It was written, all the smoke bombs on Kaito's belt. Uh, Detonates them all. Before leaping off of the, the yeah, that's exactly end. what I thought. Like all the pins are connected with one string, just like yeah. <laughs> one big ripcord. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, like um, like you know, like the perforated cardboard around a package when you need to open the lid or something, like just like yeah. Up, up. Um, so uh, big, big, big smoky explosion on the back. They're all like choking and and coughing. Um, the trio... He's his own medicine. He's like, I can't believe I do this to people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the trio follows Tezzeret's example, jumps off the back of the mech as it's dragged down into the side of an Imperial uh, apartment block. So it just like crashes into the side of this building, oh big explosion. Um, in the wake of the crash, the Wanderer takes off for the leader of the Uprisers, whom they saw scaling the castle towards Kyodai's chambers. Again, she's like, she knows that the leader is going after Kyodai. Uh, it seems to be like this. They suspect that she's like, well, you know, we got to kill the emperor, and Kyoda is also kind of representative of the emperor, so we're just going to take out both, and that's how we're going to secure our power. Okay. Um. And so she takes off off after her. That's kind of 
like the only thing she's thinking about is Kyodai's safety at this point. Kaito and Tamio find no trace of Tezzeret, though they figure he wouldn't leave the plane without the reality chip. So they're like, okay, he's not going to go anywhere until he secures the reality chip. Do you and... need to cloak yourself in smoke bombs to leave reality? Like, <laughs> as if there's like a, as, as if the way planes walking works is you just summon like a stage trap door below yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more impressive. Like, they're, yeah. they're all yeah. magicians. It's all mirrors. Yeah. Mir yeah. Walking, mirrors. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, the smoke gas is actually a war crime. It's bleach and ammonium in there, and it's awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they figure Tezzeret's not leaving without the reality chip, and they figure that Tezzeret probably still thinks that the Emperor has the reality chip. Because he was when he was last conscious, she did. Right. And then he kind of just woke up, threw all these smoke bombs, and hopped off the plane. Like They figure, oh, he probably didn't see that it was actually on Tamio's hand. Right? We have a right. classic mix-up on our hands. Exactly. On, on Tamio's hand, yeah. yeah. And uh, pre previously, the Wanderer's hand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, they, they start looking around for him. They spot, they spot the metal arm planeswalker. Where do you got, where do you think they spot him? In, Dart. in, within the castle? Darting across the rooftops, baby. Talk oh. about, talk about, play, uh, yeah, Kaido walked into your trap, Tezzeret. Guess, guess whose trap you just walked into? Your boy here. Yeah. Uh, knows how to get around a rooftop or two, as Jamie can attest. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so they fly after him. Uh, Kaido takes his Tanuki drone companion, whom you guys will remember, uh, off of his yep. face. It, it turns into a mask. He takes it off his face. He throws it off the roof. He literally yells it at Tamio, no time to explain, and <laughs> keeps running after Tether. <laughs> uh, this is this is to build up some some dramatic tension for us. Uh, still unspotted. Kaido is like chasing after Tezzeret. He uses his telekinesis to just like pick up a stone lantern and just hurls it at him. Mm. Uh, clocks him pretty good. Uh, but, but when it crashes into his shoulder, it spins him around and he doesn't see Kaito first. Instead, he sees Tamio with the reality chip still attached to her hand. Just like Ooh. flying above them, basically. So it's like, damn, the one advantage you guys had that he thought the Emperor still had it. Well, that's done, huh? Um, <laughs> this is such a... Like I, I, without even knowing the fact, we were joking about the Looney Tunes at the top. <laughs> like this is a Looney Tunes ass fight where it's yeah. just like, it's like they don't know where the reality chip is. It might as well just be like a bar of soap that keeps like slipping between each other's hands. Just like yeah. oh, it's over there, and it, then it lands on like some woman carrying a basket on her head. It's like in there, and then they change direction. Like it's a very goofy ass action scene. Yeah, and I mean it's very um, the Kimmy Don Bowman who wrote all these that like wrote this whole story uh clearly is a fan of like the the visuals of the telekinetic like magic and like throwing shit at each other and all that it's just like that's like all anybody is, is using in this fight yeah. right it's just like right. it's like there's lots of different kinds of magic you can use you could summon things you could use spells like firebolt stuff like that but it's like no everyone's just throwing hucking stuff at each other you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, like baseball pitchers are as are as powerful plane blockers <laughs> as these people you know uh <laughs> That's so, uh, that's basically what um, X Men Gambit is. He just amplifies yeah. kinetic energy. Uh, yeah. Uh, just, oh, is that what he does? That, yeah, when he throws throwing. his cards, it's just yeah. like extra kinetic energy, which is the pink shit uh, around it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Which is literally just like throwing stuff. Yeah, and throwing when he uses his, yeah. <laughs> throw, some, throw something heavier, idiot, and it'll be just as good. Like why, <laughs> why you throw a fucking card? <laughs> he uses he his no staff, math. and he just adds more energy to it too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I knew he threw cards at people, but like I've only I haven't seen the cartoon, but I knew it always had like pink fire on it. That way, I, I thought that was his mutant magic. No, uh, yeah, Gambit was my favorite X Men growing up in the video games that yeah. I played, 
and uh i would I always yeah yeah that's fine yeah and that, that x-men like beat him up there like the side scrolling uh, yeah. beat him up there. yeah i played that with my little brother sick as hell yep um so tezzeret sees tanya with the reality chip blinds her with some pocket sand so she can't read her scrolls uh like he, he literally like he, he grabs like goggles I, like <laughs> yeah right just like, <laughs> like a pair of goggles on. He, he, he like he grabs something and like opened it up and it was full of sand and he literally like throws it in her face and that's how he that's how he like blinds her um kaito is closing the gap though it is still 2v1 uh tezzeret having an affinity for metal and technology kaito like sheds all his gear as he runs like all his high-tech futuristic gear and and closes with Tezzeret with his bare fists. Mano Mano, dude, let's go. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> one of Tezzeret's bare fists is a giant metal arm pa- powered by magic and capable oh. of reshaping itself. So, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Fight think... me! Come on, man! Meat to meat. And he's like, no. And then no. first hand in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> his hand like just, uh, he, he punches, but then like fingers rearrange and it's a gun. Bam. <laughs> 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 I can imagine it like reshapes into a container that just had more sand in it. A container full of sand with a little flag that pokes out that says bang. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he slaps him with the bang flag. Yeah. Uh, so things in the fight aren't exactly going in Kaito's favor. Uh, he's like, he's holding his own for sure. Um, you know, there's there's some great lines about like, well, he's doing this, he's fighting for a reason, you know, and blah blah blah, and this is retribution, all that. Um, uh, but he's still losing, and Tezzeret ends up like grabbing him and like kind of taunting him before he's like about to deliver the final blow rather than just delivering the final blow. That's a classic villain thing, huh? There's a lot of classic villain and classic hero tropes in this for sure. Yeah, yeah. picked um, him up by the scruff, and then out of the wrist of the metal arm comes two smaller fists that just yeah. start punching with the <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now he's not... just like Inspector Gadget, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> go, go, Gadget Planeswalk. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Inspector Gadget as a Planeswalker. Okay, uh, I feel like that's a, new, that's a new vein. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so things aren't going his favor. He's uh, Kaido's about to to be dealt the the killing blow, I guess you could say, when uh, throwing knife embeds itself in Tezzeret's leg. Uh, Kaito's sister Aiko standing below in the courtyard, summoned by the Tanuki drone, Hamoto. Remember when he said no time to explain? He was sending word to his sister to come help out. Um, so When you see me losing, don't kill the guy by throwing a knife he could never have seen into the back of his head. Just <laughs> under the thigh, please. Just the thigh, please, yeah. We want him to stand trial, you understand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're not but, savages, please. The henchmen, eh. yeah. yeah. Well, maybe not stand so, trial with a one knife in the back of his leg. At least hop trial. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that sounds like slang for like a you know it's like kangaroo court is a hot yeah. trial. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, I I was I almost got to the same but significantly worse joke where I was like yeah it's like a rabbit court or something but kangaroo court. <laughs> <is an actual laughs> <court. laughs> Uh, so I'm glad. I'm it's glad like a glad. hair trial. And Tezzeret got real hair trigger, right? So yeah, yeah. Uh, literally and and uh, figuratively. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with Ico's help, uh, Tamio gets to the, the emergency eyewash station on the roof and manages to start helping out as well. Uh, they managed right, to defeat... <laughs> they man- they managed to defeat Tezzeret and this time finally make the very sane and rational choice not to kill him, but to try and imprison him. Um, so another quote for you guys. 
He turned, getting ready to clamber down the nearest trellis when Tezzerus's cold voice snapped like the crackle of a last ember. There's no need to keep me in Iganjo, he drilled silkily. I already have what Phyrexia wants. Kaido turned, brow furrowed, and watched in horror as Tamio's hand flashed and the reality chip came to life. Tamio wasn't prepared for the hold Tezzeret would have over her or how it would sever her connection to her story magic. She reeled face ashen and clutched her hand to her chest. Kaido barely had time to process her distress before Tezzeret lunged, grabbing Tamio's trembling body by her shoulders. Snarling, Tezzeret lashed at the air with his metal arm and a violent, jagged line split through the sky. The crack of electricity pierced Kaido's ears as he watched the portal grow to Tezzeret's full height. Tezzeret yanked Tamio through the snapping light, and they both vanished from the rooftop. Kaido took a step forward, blinking like he was trying to will everything back to how it was, but it was no use. The portal gave a metallic hiss and snapped shut. Tamio and Tezzeret were gone. So, I mean, they really should have put that, <laughs> thrown that dagger to the back of Tezzeret's head. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. really the only, like, the hubris, the pure hubris of, of thinking, like, the third time, we'll get him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, come on, guys. Just just kill him, please. He's he's a monster. He's objectively a monster here. Yeah. Um, so Tamio had been taken. Kaido had no idea where. Elsewhere, the battle against the Uprisers was being won by the Imperials. So kind of glossing over this part of the story because it's, it's not Tezzeret that interesting. is a planeswalker, but he can control it. So he could take her fucking anywhere, right? Absolutely. And yeah, like Kaido's a planeswalker and, and Tamio's a planeswalker as well. But like, you you don't know where... There's no trace of like where somebody went, like left right. behind this. Uh, so in the wake of the Emperor's disappearance... Oh, sorry. Uh, Kaito rejoins the Emperor, only to find her bent at the waist, her spark destabilizing further and pulling her from Kamigawa. Uh, they have kind of this heartfelt moment together when she fizzes and pops and vanishes as well. Uh, oh. So the reality ship was no longer holding her, uh, and she couldn't stay on Kamigawa any longer. She abdicates the throne to... Uh, light pause uh, until she can find a way to return, she says. Right, that was like um, the fox, the nine-tailed or eight-tailed yeah. fox magician, right? Yeah, light pause was seven tails, so the er, the first Kamigawa arc, there was nine and a half tails. Right. Um, and this one, she had seven tails, and she gains her eighth tail when she becomes the, the de facto emperor. Okay. Um, uh, so, in the wake of the emperor's second disappearance, there's plenty of housekeeping to do on the plane. They find no trace of Jinkataxis's body, nor do they have any idea where the Emperor nor Tamio were. They figure Tezzeret probably went back for Jinkataxis's body. Um, Kaido would set out in search of the Emperor wherever she may be in the multiverse once more, but not before he found Tamio and brought her to her home. Uh, so I have a last quote just to end us off here, and this is from the epilogue uh, of Threads of War. Arise, first of the Phyrexian Planeswalkers. You will not be the last. Tamio's eyes fluttered at the sound of Jingataxis's voice. She sat up, processing the shapes around her. It wasn't the first time she'd been awake in the laboratory, but it was the first time it felt familiar. Frowning, Tamio reached for her satchel and pulled out her story scrolls. She stared at the parchment, watching as the words flashed with a metallic sheen and morphed into another language entirely. She read the Phyrexian text as if she'd been doing it all her life and felt a strange contentment watch over her. Phyrexia was her new home. She was a part of it. Mind, body, and soul. So that's the first Phyrexian Planeswalker and the story of the first Phyrexian Planeswalker. That's the spooky bit at the end of the... Uh, very the cool. She does look very cool now. She's, yeah, she is in rough fucking shape. Like, a you can see through her body, sort of. Yeah. 
where there's like jagged cuts on the side where you can kind of see her spine and some of her organs. And not to mention, like a lot of the Phyrexians has like the very kind of syringe like metal needles poking out of her. Yeah, and kind of like floating, seems like lost in space. Um, this artwork is is from the card uh, Tamio's compilation. The art's by Dominic Meyer, if anybody at home wants to look it up. But uh, that's the story of the first Phyrexian Planeswalker. Oh, I'll give you guys a little spoiler. It's not going to be the last Phyrexian Planeswalker. Um, no After so they th called it the first world war in 1919, <laughs> I really we, did, we never thought about it. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is... Uh, you know, this is kind of leading into the... This is pretty recent in Magic story arc uh, anyway. Um, so uh, I hope to get some more Phyrexians and, and warrant them because I, I do find it pretty cool and I, I'd love to get like up to date on this, I guess. I know we've kind of left Nicol Bolas's story just kind of sitting on the side of the road, but there's so much story to get through. So we'll get to it all someday for sure. I like the Phyrexians a lot. I don't know why. Sometimes I always kind of think of them as like kind of Lovecraftian, which is a theme I find very boring these days because it's a pretty easy one to write in. Uh, but I like the, the fact that the Phyrexians, like unlike a Lovecraftian horror, have motivation and like personalities and like are doing things for a reason. Yeah, I, I think it makes them very good and interesting villains. I, I, I like them a lot. And I love the yeah. artwork. It's, it's always fun to practice with when I, uh, I try and replicate it, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they're doing stuff for a reason, but like... The reason is, is still kind of that like Lovecrafty and just like we want to consume, like we just think everything should be like us, you know, like destruction for destruction yeah, sake right. sort of thing. Um, kind of hard to understand from anyone else's uh, point of view. I guess uh, I don't know. They all seem to have at least the ones that we've talked about. It's uh, just like no, I get it. I get why they're just like that. they have. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah, yeah, science at any cost. I get it. Yeah. Um. I they well they all they all kind of have personalities too. Like yeah. they talk they talk to people. They're in the room and it's just like yeah, Jinkatax is so crazy looking. You couldn't understand it. Yeah. It isn't like the end of it. He's got like an actual design and a personality. Yeah, exactly. And like there's there's a hierarchy. There's definitely like some yeah. social like something there. Like more so than I, I guess like the old ones from Lovecraft. Um. If you guys wanted to, to see the uh, artwork, I, I gave you the name of it, or you guys can uh, subscribe to our Patreon, and, and I'll be posting the script for this uh, with all the, the images and credit for the authors attached. You guys can see what we saw. Uh, and where you can do that is patreon.com slash loreboys if you guys are interested in uh, joining the patrons, getting a shout-out, getting the loser titles, getting the artwork, the scripts, the bonus content where Pete talks about Scorn and his love for H.R. Geiger, um, <laughs> and some upcoming stuff in pete's comic world did you do we talk about that on this this episode or was that the bonus content no we talked about that on the bonus yeah so by the time you're hearing this uh the very quick little demo of my comic should be available uh, there should be a black and white five pages of the inciting incident available in linked below i'll remember to add the link uh once it's available to me uh but yeah we've been talking about it for a long time and if anybody wants to see like a really a real early access taste is just like I want to get I wanted to start getting stuff in front of people uh, that is available now if you follow the link to Squared Idea. I don't know what the rest of the URL is going to look like because I'm getting it tomorrow, but uh, yeah, barring some horrible emergency on their side, uh, it's ready to go. I'm very excited. So um, let me know what you think. I hope you like it. I hope uh, I don't know what people have been imagining all this time. So you'll definitely be disappointed, but whatever. <laughs> I've been imagining the fish in uh, actor Troy McClure's fish tank. So I hope it's similar to that. Yeah, it is. Uh, the ones that he had sexual relations. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I, what's your, wait, your comic? It's uh, the story of a shrimp and a cow becoming best friends and they call it surf and turf or something like that. 
Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. yeah. slash surf and turf. You can read, you can read you can read five pages of it there. Okay. Um, but like yeah, Fox and, then, and the Hound. Uh, yeah. Except they're not like star-crossed lovers or star-crossed friends. Okay. They're, they they love to cooperate. They're detectives. Actually. Okay. Surf and turf. <laughs> surf and turf solve crimes. S S T P I. Surf and turf, private investigator. Yeah, yes. of course. Uh, That's at the end. It's, it's obviously they don't like each other at first. Oh, right, right. They make the, the private eye agency afterwards. Right. I mean, yeah, we're apples and oranges, man. Shrimps yeah. and cows. They can't they get, along. get along. Yeah. <laughs> uh, My next one. What, what about you, Jamie? Is there anything you wanted to plug for our dear listeners? Uh, just get in the Discord. Discord's where I hang out with most folks. Uh, some days more chatty than others, but almost always um, on the Discord like in every day, I'm doing at least something on the Discord. So if you want to get to know us, that's uh, the best place. Or to engage with the community, we got a lot of cool folks. Sometimes we just hang out and play games together too, and you can be a part of that. Yeah. Or you can just lurk and see what we talk about. Yeah, or just lurk. You can see we'll post stuff uh, randomly, occasionally. Uh, if you're a patron, I mean, there's some bonus stuff that we post there for you that ends up on. Uh, it's all the stuff that ends up on Patreon. We just announced it on Discord as well. Uh, it's really the only social media that we, we really use anymore, except for maybe Instagram, where Pete posts uh, some art updates every now and then and pictures I, of. Uh, I post links to the videos on Facebook. I don't know who uses it, but yeah. if that's where you get if that's where you get your lore boys, you can still you can still yeah. get it. And on whatever's happening on Twitter, that's not all the lore boys liking things. Like there's a meme about jerking off at work that we liked, and I'm like, I wouldn't have liked that. I the Lord Blaze Twitter is very much Peter's Twitter at this point. I just like I just like shit posts. I don't remember what I don't remember that meme, but it sounds funny. <laughs> uh, just if anyone I work with is listening to, I wasn't liking the meme about jerking off at work. Yeah, me neither. Uh, if you guys want to help the show out, uh, best, way, best way to do so is to spread the good word. Uh, post some shit posts for Peter to like. Um, <laughs> Uh, and just uh, really tell your friends about uh, the Lore Boys. Uh, leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five star review. Uh, helps a lot. Uh, listen on Spotify. Share on Spotify if you're not listening on Apple Podcasts. Uh, really, really, really helps the show grow. It's the it's the best way for us to gain new listeners and, and get a little bit bigger. Um, and if you guys want to support the show financially, I mentioned it before. Patreon.com/slash/TheLoreBoys, where there's all sorts of uh, good content. The bonus uh, bonus episode, bonus content where Pete talks about corn comes out tomorrow. So. Uh, tune into that if you guys are interested. Um, and if you guys, you know, want to support the show financially and, and don't believe in big Patreon, then uh, we have always had Lord Boys Prime, of course, uh, where we are working on a giant metal coyote mecha uh, these days. Uh, it is going to be Pacific Rim-esque, I guess, where it's going to be, you know, multiple drivers driving a single mecha suit. Um, yeah. and we by multiple rift to control Wiley Coyote, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, it's I, I say multiple. It's gonna be much more than two. We're gonna need individual people for each of the fingers. We're gonna need probably like I don't know, like thirty people for just a forearm. Uh, wow. We're just gonna kind of like strap you guys all in together, and by the, the combined force of your you know abdomens crunching, we'll be able to like give somebody the finger essentially. Cool. Um, <laughs> but we we do need some volunteers to just uh, encase themselves in metal, uh, probably permanently. We haven't we haven't figured out a good way to get people out yet, honestly. Um, and we need volunteers now because we already have some volunteers in, and they're kind of they're kind of expiring. So we need some people to really step up. We need you listeners to really step up. Come join our our uh, metal machine, metal and meat, uh, metal meets meat. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> and 
and he gets uh, gets all the loving for each other. Uh, and we can we can finally catch that fucking Roadrunner, honestly. All right, <laughs> already crazy. Beep beep. Huh? Or metal uh, in me, where where we, we have a, a really sad movie at the end where the robot dies. That oh one. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that one. Okay. And you know, you know the the robot's gonna die yeah. at the end. The whole movie, you know, but it's you gonna die. All cry. the all the yeah, but all the sweet moments are just made that much like that bitter because you right. know the robot. Yeah. Uh, and I think that would constitute a lore boys. boys. Lore boys. Meep meep. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that was really good. So, um, what happened? Oh, okay. Uh, I had a good Halloween story. I don't know if this is offensive or not, but okay. the guy... Oh, okay. <laughs> we, we, Peter and I, uh, you know, two white male podcasters will be the judges of that, Jamie. Okay? okay, so I go to the cafe that I often go to. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.